Tuesday right here on TDN Radio. You are now locked in to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. It is great to be back in your company for another week, another week of getting powered up together as we get ready to take a much needed mental break from the stress and the chaos of the world and we turn the focus inward to our needs, our goals, and what we need to do to move our lives forward. So again, thank you for being here. Looking out the window today, it is a beautiful day here in Georgia. In fact, the last few days have been picture perfect and we've been enjoying some time outdoors, just enjoying the weather and everything that comes with having great weather in the area. So I hope the weather in your area is also beautiful and that your week is off to a fantastic start. We are all set for another Power Packed program today. Mr. Michelle Williams is our guest today and he will tell us all about the importance of small businesses and entrepreneurs being prepared, especially during this time of COVID-19. So thank you for stopping by. Thank you for being here for another episode of Untapped Potential. And of course, remember to stay until the end of the program so we can discuss how we are better accommodating your needs right here on the TDN network. So we're continuing to grow. We have lots of new opportunities coming your way. And I want to just share some of what we are doing to better serve the needs of our community. So again, thank you for being here. And by the way, there's so much to discuss. But next week, I want to ensure that we get back to the discussion about the tips on goal setting. You know, we covered quite a bit of information last year. If you've been following us since we began the program in May of 2020. So we covered procrastination. We covered how to stay consistent when working on a goal, how to block out the distractions. So we're getting back into it. You know, the, the year is quickly going by and before you know it, it's going to be the summertime and then it's it's going to be the end of the year. So we want to make sure that we're being consistent with the goals that we have set out for ourselves. So let's get back into that conversation of sharing some important tips on the importance of setting your goals. So again, thank you for being here. And if you're a new listener, first of all, welcome to our community. And don't forget to set yourself 
fun reminder to join us each and every Tuesday right here on tdnradio.net, 5.30 Eastern Time, so we can get powered up for the week together. So let's get this show on the road. Um, as you know, we uh, always like to start the program with a power-up song. So this time we're going to enjoy this number from Dominica's very own Mr. Nasio Fountain as he reminds us to live in the positive. And we don't want to forget to thank our sponsors for the kind sponsorship of this program. And our sponsors today are Culture Kids Dominica, your one-stop shop for all your baby up to 16-year-old kids, their clothing and accessories at Culture Kids Dominica, 17 Fields Lane in Dominica. And of course, we also want to thank BuyDominicaOnline.com for their sponsorship of this program. So let's go ahead and enjoy this number from Nasia Fountain, a track entitled Living in the Positive, as we get ready to welcome our guest to the Battle 
Cause I know love will conquer evil Living and living and And living in the positive Welcome to Mr. Michelle uh, Williams. He's the managing director of Navigant, let me know if I'm pronouncing it right, Consulting right. Services in Dominica. Hi, Michelle, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Nice to see you again. Same here, same here. As you know, we're from Bathurst State. I know everybody's going to be like, oh Lord, somebody else from Bathurst State. But what can I say? I the most I brilliant minds come from Bathurst State. Apparently so. <laughs> well, 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 in honesty, um, you know, we always start where we are. So we start with the people we know and, you know, you and Stephen Landon, and Miguel Labadee, those yeah. have been some of the people I have known from way back when. So I'm very happy okay. we're still connected. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm trying to keep things moving in this um uncertain times, but it's it's definitely an interesting time to be alive. I know, tell me about it. So tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Uh, so I'm a chartered accountant by profession. Um, been so far about 26 years. Um, started navigating probably about 20 years ago. Um, but in between that time, I have worked in my personal capacity in a number of different areas. Some of the biggest businesses in Dominica, Fort Young, Wechurch, um, National Bank. Mm -hmm. um, I've also done a lot of work regionally as well, from Jamaica all the way to Guyana. Um, we are primarily an accounting firm. It's an accounting firm with a difference. We do public audits as well. But we also do a lot of consulting and business development from startups all the way to even restructuring, liquidation. We've been quite busy during this COVID time as a lot of businesses are pivoting to um, the new normal. Yeah, so um, we're a full services firm. Uh, we have offices in Dominica, Barbados, and Grenada. Mm, good. So, so tell us a little bit of the scope of your business. So about how many clients you would say um, you have uh, between all the offices? Well, in, in Dominica, we, we've had about uh, over 100 clients. Uh, we have about 15 regional clients. We have basically almost every credit union as a client on this island, uh, a number of them in Grenada as well. So I think we're probably pushing maybe 150 across Good. the Caribbean. Yeah, so yeah. it's quite a, a large company. So congratulations on that. Well, we still think we're small. We're not a big six. So well, we, you know, it's not like you have five clients. No, we don't. <laughs> so you're pretty significant if you ask me. Now, let's kind of talk about business before COVID-19. What was business like for you guys? Uh, business before COVID-19 was, was 
pretty good. I mean, a lot of our clients were in, you know, development stages. A lot were looking for expansion. Um, I think things were pretty quiet, although from a business perspective, the world was getting quite expensive um, in, in a lot of what you, you, know, you needed to do. Uh, development expenditure, expenses were, were going out of whack. The price of oil was quite high. Mm-hmm. So power in these islands is, is a very expensive thing because that's, you know, that's not subsidized at all. But businesses made money. And, um, you know, FDI flows were coming in quite nicely. Tourism was a big deal in the Caribbean. and It was quite vibrant. And in February of this year, that pretty much vanished. Yeah. And, and that has been significant because a lot of the... The, the businesses in the in the islands either directly or indirectly feed off the tourism product. Mm-hmm. And so once the borders closed and flights disappeared and cruise ships became mini quarantine zones, um, it meant some significant contraction in the amount of capital that was moving around in the islands. And we're still feeling it today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're starting to get back there, but it's 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 not a V. It's more like a tick, <laughs> where the, the drop was sharp, but the, the, the up climb is pretty much stretched out. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anybody's at pre-COVID levels yet. I don't think we're going to be at pre-COVID levels well into 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a, a lot of adjustment had to be made. And we worked with a lot of our clients to make those adjustments, both in terms of some had to shrink their businesses, and some had to restructure how they do things. The lockdowns changed a lot of things. The, the service industry, restaurants, bars were very hard hit uh, because those businesses really rely on congregation of people, which is taboo now. Yeah. So it, it's very difficult to try and get, you know, Caribbean people are not so much into the takeaway business as much. Mm-hmm. It, it's, not, it's not a thing here. I mean, people still want to go to their store and go sit and eat their food and congregate and so on. And that, that shift has not really taken root. And it's very difficult to commercialize when your customers have not been accustomed to making that kind of change. And so it's pretty dragged on. So it's, it's, it's interesting times. Um, you know, some people have gone out of business as they, as, you know, because the, the market is not there anymore. Um, it's been very tough on a lot of employees, particularly people in the service sector, but um, it's not that they cannot come back. And that is what I try to tell everybody. There is an opportunity to come back. I think what we need to do is to think out of the box and come back in a different way. And one of the things that I hope coming out of this is the Caribbean does not pivot to a monoeconomic activity. You know, we had sugar, then we had banana, then we had tourism. It's almost like it's one thing that we can do. Right. I think now we need to deepen our financial system. We need to broaden our economic base and and get there's a lot of calls from the governments of the Caribbean for innovation and to to digitize. Mm -hmm. I think the financial system and the legislative framework is still back timing. Mm-hmm. figuring out how they're going to participate in that new economy. But I'm, ha- I'm hopeful that a lot of the young entrepreneurs that are coming up have embraced that and they're trying to do new things. 
Uh, yeah, and, and, and thank you for bringing that up, uh, Michelle, because you're actually um, answering a lot of the questions I had for you, because I really wanted us to talk about the impact of COVID on business right now. It's almost like we're living in a new world that we thought was going to be temporary, and now we realize it's going to be a little bit more permanent. So how do we adjust? How do we cope? And you've already started talking about that, but in your own business operations, have you guys made any changes um, to accommodate clients in a certain way? How are you guys coping? Well, I mean, we, we, we're, we're fairly nimble. Um, because our, our main product is, 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 is our intelligence. So yes. we can do that from everywhere. I have to tell you that significantly cut down my traveling. I, I used to travel about probably 200 days a year wow. on average uh, because a lot of you know, clients want it in person. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that has moved to digital now um, in terms of conference calls and, and Zoom calls. That's a big thing. Um, and so, you know, we have shifted a lot of our services uh, digitally, um, certainly our advisory is digitally. Uh, we do most of our accounting and auditing work um, that we can uh, remotely right now. So, so we have made the shift. Mm -hmm. And it's easier in the service-based industries like that to make that type of shift. The challenge is when you have significant brick and mortar operations, we're moving our Barbados practice completely digital. Wow. I mean, we, just, we give up the office, everybody's work from home. Permanently? So, permanently. I'm not going back into brick and mortar again. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is because in, in, in that area, they were further ahead in terms of embracing, uh, you know, doing things digitally than some of the other islands like Dominica per se. I mean, Dominica, I still had to come to work every morning. Mm -hmm. sitting in my office for eight hours <laughs> and the meetings are still you know properly sanitized but they come but why but why do you think in barbados you guys have made the complete switch to working from home and you haven't done it in dominica well because the clients the clients over there are much easier could much easier transition to that sort of digital space i see because in dominica they still feel that they hear it differently when you sit in across from them mm -hmm. than if you're on zoom right, right. Uh, some things have moved i mean we do a lot of meetings board meetings and those sort of things um, via zoom right now but it still is a, a culturally here you still get more effective work done and people still want to see you face to face to explain themselves right. um, rather than staying from home. Mm -hmm. So the shift is happening. It has to happen even more because, you know, COVID is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but in Dominica too, it is a lot less business as well. So, you know, people are still fairly mobile. Now, now have, the, have the, the branch in Barbados, have they faced any challenges from being completely um, technology-based? Right. You, go where you need to go and you do what you need to do, but absolutely, um, pretty much they're fine. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a completely different society. Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Now, let me ask you this, because uh, fortunately for people like you and I who work more in um, intelligence, let's say, what would you say to someone, one of your clients who do, does not have the luxury of working remotely, working via technology? Do you have any ideas how they can 
adapt to the change in business environment? Well, one of the one of the one of the biggest challenges we see with the people that are not able to to, to digitize their commercial activity is the number of customers they can actually serve in the same opening hours or the right. same daylight time. You know, I mean, you know, you you have businesses that would normally you know break even. You know, let's just say a restaurant, you know, hundred covers, fifty covers a day. Of over lunch hour 25 and we were small islands and stuff and you know you could do both things because you would have takeaway and then you would have in-store in, in you know in-person people now that you're mostly doing takeaway you, you don't have the capacity to try and produce as much in the same time to get to the level you were before because people sitting around the table having conversation for 25 minutes give you time uh, when people come to pick up, they don't have time. Right. And so the efficiency and the scale of the operations need to be increased to meet that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's, it's tough convincing financial institutions of that, given the fact that people generally have less money, mm -hmm. but you have to scale up and still be more efficient at the same time. That's a lot. So it's, a, a, it's, lot. A it's a difficult needle to thread. But you know, I, you know, I've introduced people to ghost kitchens, which is something that is big that? in the UK. Oh, I think I heard about that. What is that again? I've heard about that. It's, it's basically a restaurant without the, without the front end. Mm. So it's basically just a kitchen. You can put it in a container. You can do it in a downstairs. There's no customer interaction with the kitchen. They just it's like a production facility mm -hmm. for a restaurant, but the food is really all delivery. Yeah, I've heard about that because I've heard that um, there are actually restaurants that are sharing the same space. So, for example, yeah. if you and I were doing a ghost kitchen, and thank you for bringing up that point, you can have it in the morning for a certain amount of hours, prepare your food, and then I can have it in the evening. So I think you said it best. It's all about thinking outside of the box. And I also, I also think it's also important um, to tap into your network. Right. So I know, for example, that you do a lot of work with like giving back, with doing mm -hmm. workshops, with doing presentations. So, so is there a certain theme that you're seeing when you do this type of workshops? Because I know you do a lot of work with like entrepreneurs. Yes, so is yes. there any themes of concerns you see coming up with that? Well, I'll tell you, there's, there's no lack of interest. Um, I think there's, there's a significant um, knowledge gap and, and resource help. Um, for for young entrepreneurs because and it's not just COVID that, that that has been a while the people that know how to maneuver the system I mean places like Canada the big places you have very mature small business organizations that provide sort of um, skill sets locations where people can start up and get resources and so on not necessarily access to finance but just the the understanding of how to maneuver the legal stuff and the tax and just basic ideas to get them going and to explain how do they navigate that. That's lacking. Um, I have tried, you know, to, to really uh, give back in that type of way because, you know, I've been through the system not only as an advisor, but I own a couple other businesses as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it doesn't, I mean, if you don't know, it becomes very difficult for you to maneuver. Mm -hmm. um, your access to finance, for instance, it's more about how you approach the bank and what you, Absolutely. How you present 
Absolutely. Then, you know, the, the, the fundamentals of the business itself. Because I mean, if you're in business and you are able to stay in business, your fundamentals are okay, but banks don't really share what their rules are. And I think, and I think that's a lot. And we keep, and we say young entrepreneurs, but I want us to say entrepreneurs in, in general, because some of, of us are not so young. I know, right? I'm but, like me and you. <laughs> but, but you make such an important point because I think a lot of times people think of what you need to bring to the bank and in any business environment, they don't think of how are you presenting yourself. So yeah. if I'm a bank and you're coming into business to try to do some business with me, yes, you might be a barber, you might be a hairdresser, so you're not used to dressing formally, but that presents an occasion for you to dress formally. You're not going to step into a bank looking all casual. So I think that you're raising a very important point. It's about how do you present yourself? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and having, having a profound passion and knowledge of your business. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the credit officer cannot know about your particular business and industry more than you. And you Absolutely. are yeah. to lend you money. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, businesses really have to spend the time understanding not only their internal fundamentals but the macros around them as well too i mean how do you make money and who are your competitors and what market where do you want to go and where do you see your business in two years and and I mean, that's what and that's what we don't take the time enough to do, uh, Michelle, because a lot of times we're passionate about something. And I always come back to the music industry because that is where we're lacking. We're so passionate about music. We don't see it as a business. So we don't do a lot of what you're saying. We don't look at the competition. Well, maybe we have like already five booyah bands. So maybe I should do something a little bit different. We just focus on the passion. You might like to cook. Right? Yes. So you're thinking, oh, I'm going to open a restaurant. I'm going to, that's great. But what is the competition? What is going to set you apart to ensure that you're profitable? And we don't pay attention to those things. To make you special. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, even when we, we, we do business plans for, when people come to us for business plans, we have this, this long 14 page questionnaire mm -hmm. that we, you know, send them home with to just go through and jump down things. And, a lot of people come back and tell us, well, they never thought about that. Right. And so, you know, but that's what we need mm -hmm. because, you know, we don't do things that are pretty. We do things that will be your Bible yeah. for your first year or two. Mm -hmm. And so those are the questions that you need to ask yourself first. So, you know, it has to go into the plan. And so I think we have no shortage of passion right. in the, in the island. We also have no shortage of talent yes. in the islands, um, in, in almost any field. Uh, our education level is, is good and second Top to notch. none. Yep. So, uh, I mean, you know, people pretty much have good understanding and fundamentals and things. So I think what we really need to do is just to, to, to put in the guardrails and to get people focused on, on moving whatever their specific passion is. And most importantly, monetizing it with a certain amount of discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because mm -hmm. business, I always tell people anybody can start a business is keeping it open that differentiates you from the rest. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of that is education. Unfortunately, in this island, our economies are so small mm -hmm. and business is so brutal. You don't get the opportunity to learn as you go along by making mistakes. Mm -hmm. 
And so when you read all these memes that tell you about fail often and fail thing, that doesn't apply in this island. You only get one chance to fail. Absolutely, that's it. Right. So the more you can learn and the more things that you can put on paper, the more people you can connect with and the more, you know, I mean, when you're in a country with five bands and you, all five don't like you, you got to move to another country. Right. <laughs> and they don't like you forever because... Or you might perceive they don't like you because you're not presenting yourself properly. Possibly, but I mean, sometimes, you know, you, you get into business and you, you, you run up, I mean, you know, you run up out with a bag. Business mm -hmm. didn't turn out. You probably have a bad load and you're going to have to figure it out and so on. And then you maybe figure it out and then you want to come back to do something else. And, you know, you have your... <laughs> you strike your right. Your shim for life. Um, so, so that is part of a very shallow financial system as well. Mm -hmm. And it has led to the emergence of non-bank financial services companies. That which concerns me, which concerns me. I, I, it seems to be there's a number of payday loan companies yeah, emerging and that's around. very concerning. They've been around. There are people to be loan sharks yet, but mm -hmm. um, there is, that has led to a significant amount of people being underbanked, I shouldn't say unbanked, but underbanked. Mm -hmm. um, and they make money. They make a lot of money. Their risk is priced higher than usual. Is their interest rates higher. also higher than, than the banks? It's very much higher because it's a different risk. But, um, but they have come in and flourished. And it is because of the very shallow financial system that we have. And one of the, 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 the things that make the U.S. so good and so powerful, the U.S. has a very deep financial system where, you know, I mean, we can't even get a credit bureau going in here. Wow. You see that walk around town and pull out forms for them to make a credit judgment. Right. Um, you know, we, you still have to wait two, two, week, two, two days for a check to clear. Really? The same, the same yeah. country banks on the same street. So... Mm -hmm. We, we have some ways to go mm -hmm. um, in terms of having an enabling environment that can facilitate commerce at the speed commerce wants to be facilitated. And in this new digital age, I'm afraid that the quintessential formal financial system, as we call them, are not going to gallop into the digital age the way that commerce will need them to. I certainly agree because, you know, we have a lot yeah. of online banks now that are no longer brick and mortar. Well, this is the way to go. I mean, when you yes. really think about it, there's no really reason for you to have a brick and mortar bank. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it, you, all of us see our transactions online anyway. Right. And, and, and the thing is that you have to be able to move capital in a digital environment for you to be able to be efficient in this space. It's one of the main things digital, the digital economy does is that it opens up your customer base beyond your physical borders. Absolutely. And if you're going to target different customers from different economies, they're operating on a different level. I mean, you're not going to ask anybody in the U.S. to fill out a credit card authorization form and fax it to you. I mean, do so we still do that in Dominica? What? Of course. Yeah, sir. So, you know, you, 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 you have to be able to process on your website, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, physical terminals are expensive when I think that you pass. Mm -hmm. 
So we have to, I mean, the infrastructure is there. The, the telecommunications infrastructure is excellent. The gift flow and the diesel, the props. They have invested quite heavily, particularly in Dominica after Hurricane Maria. The, the, the time that the infrastructure came back up was quite impressive. Yeah? I mean, fiber is not a big thing or an expensive, prohibitive thing anymore, even on a small island with such a small customer base. So the infrastructure is there to enable that type of commerce. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the tech is there. Whether you get it internationally or not, it's there. Almost every software you can buy now is downloadable. Yeah, we, we, we grew up in the days where you had to wait for the CD to come in the middle. It don't have that no more. Right. So, and we are Caribbean people around the world. Mm -hmm. So the customer base is there. What we don't have is a financial system that can accommodate that at the level of efficiency that is required to really drive commerce the way that we would want it to. And they are gods unto themselves. Mm. They do their thing, they do it their way, and they do it at their own pace. And that's the challenge, and that's the challenge. And that's what I want to ask you. But before I do, let me just remind everyone that you're listening to Untapped Potential. I'm having a wonderful commercial um, commercial conversation <laughs> with uh, Mr. Uh, Michelle, Michelle Williams uh, out of Dominica. He's the Managing Director of Navigant Consulting Services. And we're just talking through the challenges of COVID-19, the challenges that have been presented by COVID-19, and just the need for us, I would say, uh, Michelle, to change our mindset. Would you say that is what is lacking? Because we've talked about that the infrastructure is there, the technology is there, but for some reason, we don't seem to be embracing the new opportunities for doing business, especially in this digital world. Well, you see, the, the digital, the commercial side of the digital economy cannot move if, if the money side does not mm -hmm. facilitate. Mm -hmm. And in the small islands, the, the level of investments that these financial institutions would have to take in terms of their IT infrastructure to be able to accommodate that kind of thing. It, you know, banks don't normally spend money. Mm -hmm. They just charge. So... You know, it's not something that they're going to gallop to. It's not regulated or mandated by any legislation or any central bank. And so they have been traditionally fairly on a, on a very purposeful dead march to the future. And largely it's because we don't have this, we don't have the size, we don't have the population, we don't have the economies. But, but my but question is, my question is, can you do a dead march into the future, Michelle? Can you do a dead march into the future? Think about that for a minute. <laughs> well, that is true. I mean, in, in, in this environment in particular, what are, the, what are the things, I don't know if that is kosher to say, but one of the things I like about COVID is that COVID has put a lot of the things that we were dead marching to mm -hmm. front and center as a matter of urgency for survival. Yes. And so it is not, an endless debate about what needs to be done. It needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And it's not an endless debate as to what it's going to cost. We're not going to have economies if we don't move. Mm -hmm. I mean, 2020 was pretty much spent waiting for somebody to come and save us. And the people that normally would save us 
seem to be in worship than we are. They're not coming. So what are we going to do? Right. Well, they're going to save themselves first and they're in trouble. Mm -hmm. So we have pretty much have good management control of the virus in the Caribbean. We actually listen to science. Um, and so we have, an, we have a captive opportunity. I, I'm, I'm the proverbial optimist. I think we have a captive opportunity in the island while we can to innovate and innovate quickly mm -hmm. and for us to position ourselves to be the leaders certainly on this side of the world to to be able to handle what is coming mm -hmm. and how we can do commerce and the tourists will still come i mean you know people have been cooked up in their houses for a year the first time they'll be able to take a cruise and be able to do it safe they're gonna sail south mm -hmm. so they're gonna come um, the economies will come back in certain measure but it will come back in a different way and I don't think there's enough discussion as to how that can happen mm -hmm. and what do we need to do as the people on the receptive ends to prepare for it. Um, there's not enough. I mean, for instance, the CDC gave the cruise lines in the U.S. the opportunity to start traveling, sailing by the end of the year, mm -hmm. but with a lot of protocols. Those protocols that they have to put on their passengers, we're going to have to replicate it on the destination end. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pretty sure there's people looking at that in the background, but governments are not the people that interact with tourists. Mm -hmm. The population is. And there's just not enough conversation about that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and people are not given enough notice to be able to position themselves to do that. And we just still, from a macro level, trying to stop people from getting sick. Yeah, and I, and, I think, and I think it gives us an opportunity to kind of look at our business and look at how we can stop Mac timing. I, I like that expression that you use. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> so I think it gives us an opportunity to stop Mac timing and start marching forward. But in what direction? How do we embrace the new opportunities? How do we move past fear? Because a lot of it, Michelle, I think you would agree, is just the fear of change. What would you say about that? Uh, that's, I mean, human beings like routine and they like comfort. Yeah. So, so change normally comes with a certain amount of resistance. We have the added feature in this time where um, any misstep could run you into an illness or run your economy to the ground or, or, or let this thing, you know, um, run out of control. So we have to step, but we have to step confidently forward. And the way that you do that is to gather as much information as you can so that every step that you take is a positive step in the direction that you have to go. I don't think anybody is confused about the direction that we have to go. Mm -hmm. I think we are mark timing true, but there's a lot of hesitation from making the wrong step. And the only way you can make the right step is to have as much credible information as you can so that you can move forward. I, I think in terms of the, 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 the containment of, of COVID and the protocols of COVID, it's, it's a moving goalpost because, I mean, it's a virus, you don't see it. So no matter what you do, it's gonna show up at some point. But I mean, the health officials and the frontline workers have been fantastic for the years so far. And we don't have any widespread anything. Mm -hmm. But there isn't enough 
discussion and ventilation on the economic impact. And so what you have is that you have people suffering. Yes. They may not be outwardly looking like they're suffering, mm -hmm. but they are. You know, we don't control the price of power because that is controlled by world prices of oil. So you want light out in your house, it's going to cost you a certain amount of thing, but you don't make the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't produce a lot of the food that we consume. You know, duties have not changed. The cost of freight has not changed. So you still have a, a relative price freeze sort of on certain things, but the income has disappeared. Yep. And so you have hardship that are drawn out rather than acute. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we talk about uh, stimulus is a band-aid to a mortal wound it is. when you have a pandemic. And so you cannot stimulus your way out of a mortal wound. Absolutely, because the stimulus will not last forever. I'd rather we do um, some seminars and some workshops like you're doing in terms of changing what can we do right now to stimulate yeah. business. The yeah. stimulus, yes, it does help. It is a band-aid. But again, like you said, you cannot put a band-aid on a mortal womb. So in, instead of focusing on, you know, another stimulus package, why not engage um, forward-thinking people such as you to teach businesses what can you do now? The, the ghost kitchen we just talked about. Yeah. What can you do now to adapt so that you're not dependent on only that stimulus package? Absolutely, because I mean, you know, the way that the economies are going to move is not going to be by by charity mm -hmm. um businesses has to be propped up they have to innovate and uh, profit is an excellent motivation and incentive nobody's in business to lose money mm -hmm. so businesses by their natural self will tilt to what they need to tilt to mm -hmm. but i think there needs to be adequate support and it cannot be left to the commercial banks that have to protect people's deposits so there has to be an opportunity to, to, to help small and mid-sized business. And, and there's a lot of emphasis on small and innovative businesses, which is good, and entrepreneurship, which is good. But the push for entrepreneurship today is because we have ignored entrepreneurship for the last decade or so. And so it's difficult for you to start something now for it to be sustainable because you need two to five years. So the businesses that are there now need to be able to expand so that they can pick up the gap in terms of the employment. They can grow and they can help provide, if you want to call it stimulus, monthly stimulus. Amen. For I like that idea. Monthly so, stimulus, so, a profit. Yeah, monthly stimulus to the people that work for them at salaries that are competitive that they can meet their life. And that is going to help the government that have the social networks that they, that, that they need to do because the entire country can be on a social safety net. Yeah, and I have to tell you, Michelle, you know, uh, uh, I'm learning so much from having you and Stephen Lander and all these business minds, Karim Gates, that come on this program. And one of the things I want to do in the new year and I, I'll just throw the idea out, out to you right now, is I want us to bring those minds together because I think too much we rely on the government solution. What can you do for me? What can you do for me? And yet we have these minds right amongst us that are ready to do the work. So I'm going to invite you, Karim Gies, um, Stephen Lander, and some of the brilliant minds in Dominica. Maybe we can come together 
and just Absolutely. throw ideas out there and see what sticks for people. Absolutely. I think one of the, one of the, the, one of the things that I've found that has, has retarded um, industry, particularly in some of the OECS countries, not so much in St. Lucia, Barbados has worked it out, Jamaica has done very well. Businesses don't operate in a silo in these islands. Yes. Yeah? Um, there is enough synergies among businesses where everybody can make money because everybody's a customer or a supplier of somebody else. Yeah. Um, in, in, in the small islands, um, you have a very large government influence, which has its own positive and negative connotations. But because the, 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 comp, the, the industry, the, the, the private sector is so small, then people are able to have, operate in silos by themselves. And that's not good. For a very long time. And do okay. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have this cross-fertilization. You don't have this, this synergies. I mean, you know, you have suppliers competing with their customers because they're customers too, of their own self. And so, it's, 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 it doesn't help. Now our population is extremely small. So, our, our, you know, our, our, we have small population and we have local which is involved, which is two of the crazy things. A lot of my colleagues in the island ask me, well, why do you do business in Dominica? Because I said, because Dominica is the perfect incubator. Wow. It's small, so you can pivot very quickly. It has a very small customer base, so you don't have to do a huge investment up front. And it's very brutal in that your mistakes show up very, very um, present. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get a business concept to survive in that environment, and you can, and it has the DNA of an elephant, even if it's an ant, then, you know, you can pretty much do amazing things when you get into population centers like St. Lucia with almost 200,000 people and Barbados with almost 300,000. Jamaica with 3 million and so on and so forth. And we have had business concepts that were created here that went across the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Such as? Fast cash. Mm -hmm. That I took it across the Caribbean. Oh, good to know. You know? Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing about being small. Right. Or being poor for that matter. Right. It is a matter of what you can do mm -hmm. and, and what you can hone and, and deal with your, 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 your skill that you have. That provides a skill where you can perfect a lot of things if you see it like that. A lot of businesses start in Dominican before they can conquer the Dominican market, they're already expanding. Mm -hmm. And so they're making errors in two different markets at the oh, same boy. time. And it's crippling. And so if you take your time and you have the discipline, I mean, you have, you have the, the fine foods group of, of business, Kalanasif is all over the Caribbean, mm. you know, and then it started here. So it isn't that Dominica is such the place that what you see here is all that is. There, there are people that have taken their business model and other business models as business people and gone across the Caribbean mm -hmm. and they are making it work. Mm -hmm. And so that is op that opportunity is open for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we have integrated as a people a long time ago in the Caribbean. We just waiting for the governments to catch up. <laughs> so, you know, you're just as local in in Guam, in Grenada as you are in you know Shoals in Saint Lucia as you are in Crosby's in Antigua. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, 
we the Caribbean people have if you have a good product, Caribbean people are gonna buy it wherever it's from. And I think you make such a vital point in terms of that synergy, that coming together of the energies and, and kind of not, you know, I'm just not a fan of, uh, you know, we, we have to have government policy, so we cannot negate the importance of government policy, but I'm so much more a fan of what we can do together to advance each other's lives. And you know, as we get ready to wind down, and I have to tell you, I've truly enjoyed this conversation. I just want you to remind um, our audience of your company, um, the services that you offer, and how we might get in touch with you. All right, so um, we're, we're a full service um, a business advisory practice. We do accounting, we do auditing, we do consulting, we do business development. Uh, we do marketing, we do IT, um, and we do it across the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. uh, we are based in, in, in Dominica. We have uh, partners in, in Barbados and, and Grenada. Uh, we have professionals um, from Jamaica. Um, we have professionals across the Caribbean that we partner with and work with. Uh, we have unique skill sets in terms of the different types of businesses, uh, retail, tourism-based, hotels. Uh, we have a huge financial institution knowledge pool because we have a few bankers in there like myself. Um, we have a lot of qualified accountants in there as well too. We have some marketing professionals that are second to none, uh, US-based trading, uh, but Caribbean-centric. Mm -hmm. And so, we're there, um, we're available. Uh, email address, my email address is mwilliams at navigancs.com. Uh, you you are listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the US and the UK and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. I'm alive, yes, I'm alive. 
no problem. But I'm alive, yes. I'm alive. I can walk without fear or doubt. Yeah. Go to sleep with little to worry about. I do know there's danger everywhere, yeah. So I pray, dear Father, always be near. Up in the morning, I say my prayer. Thank you, Father, for another day. Let me declare it right away. I'm alive, yeah. I'm alive, my. Money in the bank, oh no rank, but here I am. Still give thanks, ask me how. I don't know, I ain't no pro. But I'm alive, With an open mind Just in a way judge I would design No, I will falter But in time I will grow I will grow Can't be too old To be taught Can't even learn something from the youth Give a little nod if you know the truth Hey, hey Up in the morning I say my prayers Thank you for another day Let me carry it right away I'm alive Yes I'm alive, man. Money in the bank, oh no rank, but here I am. Still give thanks, ask me out. I don't know, I ain't no pro. But I'm alive, yes, yeah. I'm alive, yeah. I'm alive, yeah. Oh God, I'm alive, yeah. Yeah, I'm alive, yeah. Everything's just fine. So a special thank you again to Michelle for sharing his insights, his professional knowledge on the topic of just how to be financially prepared in this time of COVID-19. And again, thank you for being here. And of course, next week we are back at it. Our guest next week is going to be Mrs. Joan Underwood. And you know, we like to do a little bit of island hopping in this part. So we're hopping over to Barbados to uh, have a conversation with Mrs. Underwood. And she is the managing director and principal consultant of Underwood Talent Development. And she has gone ahead and written this very important book in the area of management entitled Manager's First Aid, Ki First Aid Kit. So again, the name of the book is Manager's First Aid Kit. And you don't want to miss the conversation, especially if you're looking for career advancements, if you're looking to grow with your company, you're looking to venture out on your own and pursue your own professional aspirations, you certainly want to be a part of the conversation next week. And then from Barbados, we're heading to Antigua. So it's just a little bit of island hopping, if it's okay with you. <laughs> and again, we will be visiting with Captain Arthur Senhouse, and he 
too will share some of his professional experiences with us. So again, it was wonderful being here with you for yet another episode of Untapped Potential right here on TDN Radio with Dr. Simone. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, we are continuing to grow as a network here at TDN Radio. And as a matter of fact, we have now taken our Facebook lives one step further. So, you know, if you follow me on Facebook at Push Past 10, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, the number 10, you know that I do several Facebook live promotions each and every week as we come on, continue to promote and celebrate our talent, our people, our businesses. And we've gone and I'm taking it one more step further. So now, in addition to the Facebook lives, you are now able to watch the programs on TDNTV.net. So again, TDNTV.net, your number one source. And I will be sure to upload some of the previous Facebook lives to tdntv.net so check it out go on tdntv.net and click on the channels link if you scroll down you will see a link for tdn radio and you will be able to enjoy some of the facebook lives if you are not on Facebook. So very excited. We are very excited that we are continuing to grow. We're continuing to expand and we're continuing to bring you the best of programming. And again, to our regular listeners, thank you for every, every Tuesday for being here with us for this program. We could not do this program without you. And if you're interested in finding out more about what we do here on this program, as well as my other platforms, you can visit my website at pushpast10.com. So again, that is P-U-S-H. P-A-S-T, the number 10.com for all the previous podcasts of this program, as well as the video interviews. And you know, I'm kind of changing things up as well. So now each and every week we will have a featured video on the homepage. And this week we're very excited because our featured video is none other than media powerhouse, Miss J.L. Joseph out of Dominica. So J.L. is so talented in the area of media and she is our featured video on pushpast10.com so you want to check it out and I've also moved the podcast to the homepage as well to make it nice and easy for you to be able to catch up on all the podcast you may have missed along the way so again thank you for being here and I look forward to being in your company next week Tuesday, 5.30 Eastern Time, right here on tdnradio.net. So always remember that your life story is your strength. Tap into your potential each and every day. And remember to stay active, stay engaged, and stay positive. Until we meet next week, same time, same place, you have yourself a wonderful week.